start that whenever you want. All right. It's rolling. All right, so welcome to the second episode of Santai Exposed, and we're going to call this the Mother's Day edition. How does that sound? Sounds great. And why are we calling it Mother's Day? Because it's Mother's Day. Because it's Mother's Day. Yay. All right, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and the dad moms and the all the moms who are moms. Non-binary moms. Non-binary moms and... If you identify as a mom in any way, then happy Mother's Day to you. So, um, there's some questions that people asked on Facebook, and um, I kind of wrote them down here, so I'll kind of like try to, um, you know, make it sound <laughs> as natural as possible, like we're speaking to each other without just asking you questions. Okay, so, but basically, um, so, you have three kids. Yes. From um, your previous marriage. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that because they just know Ben. Right. Um, so, but in all actuality, um, you have two more children. Uh-huh. Uh, she has um, Adam, who is almost 21. Right. He'll be 21 in July. Right. And then there's Elena, who is in graduate school. Mm-hmm. She'll be 24. Wow. In September. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies, right? And then Ben, of course, is um, he'll be 15 or 16, 16 in October, right? So, but we've been raising Ben since we've been together mm-hmm. since he was a little boy. So, um, and <clears throat> the other two were uh, more grown and uh, stayed with their dad. So that's the way that situation worked. Right. But the question is. Um, how did we, how did we tell Ben and how did we tell Adam and Elena about, about me being transgender? Well, then we told right away together. Yeah. Um, and he, he was actually excited for you. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't know that he would even react that way. He just was so happy that you seemed to be happy. Know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was over, that was three and a half years ago. So he was like 12. 12, yeah. You know what I mean? So he, to be 12 and to be that, like. But he immediately got it. Right. Immediately was on board and, um, and everything, so. Yes. So, um, then how did you tell Adam and Elena? Um, I told them over the phone because they don't live around here. Right. Um. You just straight out told them or did you say huh i have something to tell you and sit down <laughs> i didn't say sit down no. but i i said i might have said something about you know i have something important to tell you something like that yeah and how did they react um i mean adam was not negative he he doesn't he's not really reactive right much at all yeah um and even he's like the polar opposite of ben right <laughs> but um, yeah and he would have been like 17 at the time. And so he kind of was did the typical teenage boy thing. Oh, okay. You know. Right. Um, Elena was a little older and she's always been a little more mature. Yeah. Um, 
she's accepting because she's very um, LGBT friendly. Friendly, yes. Um, but she was concerned about me and and the impact it would have on me. Since she knew I identified as a lesbian, she um, asked me about that and you know how I was dealing with it and was just concerned about my welfare. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that was nice. Yes. Yeah. So did you? Well, that's going to lead us into another question that I have down the line again. But let's let's skip over that for a minute. And um, what about your parents? How did you tell them? Um, so again, I told them on the phone. Um, now, now, mind you, everybody, she had to first come out to her her parents and her children as a lesbian, right? <laughs> and I'm divorcing your dad, and then we got together, and um, that was kind of they were like, okay, let's deal with that, and then. Now, <laughs> coming out number two. Coming out number two. <laughs> so, so not only do do we, you know, like I, like transgender people, we come out. Like our spouses have to come out too, right? To their coworkers, or they don't have to, but if they choose to, to the, and to their family, if right. they choose and to, friends. and friends. So, um, with my parents, I mean, they're supportive of anything that involves me. But they didn't. They don't really understand, or they didn't really understand it. Um, right. You know that that was before there were some celebrity, well-known celebrities and TV shows about being transgender. Before you saw much in the in the news. Um, so they weren't negative. They were just you know kind of confused, puzzled, puzzled. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, and they, yeah, I don't think they really realized how powerful hormones can be in terms of transitioning. Right. Um, well, I haven't seen, like, the only time I've seen them physically was when I was on, let's see, March, April, May, June. Just a few months. I was on testosterone just for a few months when I went down to, we went down to D.C. for your, for Adam's graduation. Right. Um, and, uh there were some significant changes. Yeah. I, you know, I they've changed, seen pictures of you, but see, they've seen pictures, and and right. I think they've watched vis- videos, so they've seen the changes that way. Um, your sister, though, oh, okay, this brings me to this. Uh, Sandy has a twin sister, identical twin sister, right? And uh, they came down. She and her daughter came down. I think last year, sometime, yeah, um, for a tournament, uh, basketball tournament. It was a band that her daughter was in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you tell your sister? Again, by she... phone, because um, we live in different states. She um, she was positive, but again, just sort of confused about what it meant and how it affects me. Uh-huh. Um, surprisingly, her daughter, who would have been probably 14 at the time, um, immediately was on board. She she was. Yeah, she, knew what she, it was. she called me Uncle Ty. Yes. from the get go. Right, and just like Ben, you know, started calling me like Dad or, you know, I think we had a, like a, a name like what, Dharma or we, we were gonna we were like messing with names like, uh, but then he just it just all of a sudden turned into Dad. It was like we're right, you know, that was just the natural flow with him and and with Casey, um, my niece, you know, right. She's she's always been Uncle Ty. Um, her whole family, your whole family, um, has been really supportive, and it's gotten the pronouns right, and and writes uh, my name um, on you know cards, right. uh, and so it's it's nice, yeah. it's refreshing, it's really nice. Um, 
other than the other part of your family that can't stand me. Well, the extended family. <laughs> the extended but, family. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole other story. Right. So, yeah, well, that'll be another podcast. Another podcast. Right? Yeah. All right. So, um, so this one, I'm going to kind of have to read this question. It says, um, what are your reactions to my progress during this journey? Um, is there anything about my old self that you miss? I guess um, I've been surprised at how much hormones can change a person. I've been surprised too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. other than the obvious voice and, and facial hair, your facial features. I don't look like the same person like at all. Not at all. It, yeah. In the first year, you still look like you. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, you've really shifted. Um, so. is, is that good or bad? So <laughs> it's, I mean, it's good because you want to look masculine. All right. So if you don't want to look masculine, don't go on testosterone. Um, oh, there's a turkey in the backyard. Look. Oh, wow. See? Yeah. I see just one. Tom. It's a big old Tom turkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, your eyebrows are the same. That's interesting. Yes. They, ne they never got thicker. And I, I never, I have never had to pluck my eyebrows. Um, so they have that natural arch. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody thinks I pluck my eyebrows, I don't, yeah. but, but yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, my eyes are the same because you know, your eyes never change. Um, they're the windows to your soul. Right. But you've certainly, you've lost all the softness that you used to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's, what I probably miss the most is is the softness, right? Um, and your smile. So your smile has really changed. Yeah, it's kind of this crooked thing that you know, crooked smile now. Yeah, and it used to be sort of a big teeth kind of. Yeah, that's kind of weird how that kind of happened. Yeah, you know, kind of organically. Right. You know, I never thought of it. And for the fact that when I speak, you know, when I see myself on videos, I I look at my mouth and I and um, you know my mouth is this weird uh, bottom lip kind of goes down when I say certain words or curls, you know, in a certain way. Yeah. And that's how my dad speaks, and it never happened to me before. And so now all of a sudden, you know, my mouth is just moving in a different way. And 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 like I, and like you said with the smile, it's just evolving in this right. weird different way you know so i miss that yeah smile. but yeah. but you know um several years ago you had a gap between your front teeth yes and then you got braces right and i missed the gap <laughs> i hated the gap i know but i don't know if it was because of it's how i met you you know it's the way you looked when i met you or, or what but i missed the gap i thought it was cute but I would never have told you don't have braces because I'm going to no, miss the gap. No, so, it would, actually, the orthodontist said that I needed braces right. because of what they were falling out. I don't know. My teeth were were um, getting more. They were getting buck. Right. They were pushing out. Yeah. So yeah. he said it was kind of necessary yeah. to but have I, that. The point I'm trying to make is that even though I miss the softness, I miss the smile, I I would never tell you don't transition because I'm going to miss those. Kind of like with your braces. I wouldn't say, oh, don't get braces. I'm going to miss your gap, right. the gap between your teeth. Yeah. So it, yeah. it doesn't mean that I don't support your transition. It just means that, I, you know, sometimes I have a little nostalgic um, 
Well, we do keep pictures up of yeah. um, our wedding pictures all over this room that we're in right now. Uh, we call it the great room. And uh, we have pictures of us pre-transition. And they're up and they're going to stay up. And post-transition. And we have post-transition yeah. like you know now. And I really appreciate that because it, it's important for me not to have to sort of erase our whole history. Um, right, right. Well, there's, I don't want to erase my whole history. Right, right. Like I have my... Um, high school graduation picture in my office and mm -hmm. and baby pictures and stuff like that or kid pictures so you know i'm not the type of person who wants to erase my past right you know um so um what has been the biggest hurdle that you have struggled with um when it comes to my ch my my changes hmm. i think my my worry about you like if I'm not with you I means uh, I worry about something bad happening to you yeah like that time you went to Atlanta and there was that terrible incident yeah and um, you ended up with a concussion and a an orbital fracture and I wasn't yeah. there I, and I told you not to go to the hospital right I got yeah so for because any of you that didn't know I got kind of like assaulted assaulted when I was in Atlanta and um, the police were called actually I had them call the hotel call the police right. and I got Sandy on the phone and even though I was injured I refused medical care and she said she was gonna get me on the next plane out because um, Atlanta right now or even back then it was a couple of years ago for a dark-skinned person who's transgender yeah would, would not have been the ideal place to be um, if I had to go to the hospital or if I was put in jail if that person tried to switch it around on me who knows what would happen I so. was afraid and so I you know I made you fly home with a concussion and an orbital fracture because I didn't. Well, we didn't know I had no. a concussion or a orbital fracture. All I knew, knew was I saw three out of my right eye. Three people. But that was the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. Wow. But, um, so that kind of worry, I just, you know, I just, I worry if I'm not around to advocate for you, and that does affect our lives. You know, we think about vacations. You know, what countries we're willing to travel to and what countries we can't travel to. Right. Because you're transgender, we think about the states that we you know, go to and what bathrooms you use, depending on which state we're in. Because I'm transgender and because I'm a person of color. Both, right. Both. I mean, Sandy suggested, you know, if we ever travel, like back to where I, I lived all my life was in Las Vegas. And, you know, she suggested I carry my passport with me, you know, just to have double, you know, identification because, right. you know, just because those are just some not so friendly states to go to. Mm -hmm. And I worry about you going to, uh, you know, doctor's appointments without me. Unless, you know, like your primary care doctor is uh -huh. fine. But, like, specialists, I just want to make sure you're treated properly. And if you're not, that I'm there, you know, right. to interview. Right. Because I've had a lot of bad experiences with hospitals. And, and statistically, yeah. transgender people have bad experiences. Yeah. So. so yeah, I get that. Um, <clears throat> so... Has my transition affected your sexual identity? It really hasn't. Um, well, because, yeah, so how do you identify? So I still identify as a lesbian. And I know that some people might think that's terrible. 
of me or disrespectful of you. I don't intend it to be that way. It's not disrespectful in my eyes because um, I, I don't see myself, I don't identify as, as a, as a cis, 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 well, not as a cis man, but as a straight man. I don't, I don't identify as anything. <laughs> I, I don't want to put a label on it. I right. don't like labels. Right. So that's kind yeah. of how I feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I identified as a lesbian for 50 years. And so all of a sudden saying, well, now I'm straight. It doesn't feel doesn't right. Fit. It doesn't fit. Right. So there's no word for who I am. I just am. And we just are. And we just are. Um, so if you were talking to somebody else who knows that you're married to a quote-unquote man, and they asked how, how would you answer your sexual identity to them if they asked you about that? Um, if it was a safe... Yeah, if you were in a safe place and they safe were just interaction, yeah. then I would probably just explain that you're actually a transgen- transgender male. Uh-huh. Um, but would you say that you were a lesbian to them? It depends on how intimate the interaction is. I mean, I don't know that that's language that you use just, you know, when you're chatting with someone you're never going to see again. Right, that's true. Um, yeah. But if it was a more in-depth conversation, um, then absolutely. And, and I've had people ask me um, about that, you know, yeah. from work and so forth. And, mm-hmm. and I just explained that, the label thing that... Right. Um, so do you remember when I first started transitioning, I still identified as a lesbian? Mm. Yeah. Now, now I identify as nothing. I, I, I won't identify. I just won't. Um, but, uh, you know, because, you know, like, if it comes, when it comes to sex, we were still having lesbian sex at that time. Right. You know, um, things will change, you know, um, as my future surgeries continue. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, so all right, let's 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 move on. <laughs> uh, do you have any advice for couples whose um, partner isn't particularly? But I can speak um, particularly on board with the whole transition thing. Um, I would say it would be important to give to be patient and give them some time. Um, time sometimes will allow them to to come around. Um, doesn't always happen that way though, unfortunately. Yeah. So a lot of, um, couples break up statistically wise, you know, when somebody comes out as transgender. So it's, it's a hard thing. Absolutely. Well, it is hard. Um, because, you know, and, and because of the obvious, like with Sandy, you know, she identifies as a lesbian and she married a, a woman. And for me sitting here, I don't look like a woman, (laughs) right? Right. So, um, but I think possibly easier for me being already part of the queer community to accept sort of in a non-traditional relationship. I don't know about a straight couple and then the husband decides to transition to female. It might be harder for that wife to consider continuing the relationship because then they're going to be seen by society as a lesbian couple 
And that's probably something they've never... Right. So they were never in the queer community right. to begin with. So and that would be a harder transition. That. I would think so. It's kind of... You know, yeah. Because it, it's a whole other level of, mm-hmm. of um, identity shift. Right. So what would you suggest? Like, 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 say, let's take me out of the picture. Say um, I was a cisgender man and you were... You are a cisgender woman. Mm-hmm. And our kid turns out to be transgender Mm -hmm. but one of us say one of the partners didn't agree with it oh my gosh that would that would that would be awful wouldn't it yes that could learn do you think that could lead to a separation oh absolutely yeah yeah it breaks up families that that that's that's that would be a really that would be a, a deal breaker for a lot of relationships yeah and for that kid it would be devastating absolutely because of rejection. one rejection, and two possibly, you know, you know, along the lines of rejection, not seeing that 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 one parent, yeah, you know, and so that's that's um, that's got to be hard for the for a kid to have that happen to them, yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I was rejected by a lot of uh, friends and family members and. And I can, I can, it hurts, but I think that being a kid, you know, might be harder for them to deal with it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have any thoughts on, uh, the procedure, the next step in my transition, um, which is what? Bottom surgery. Right. I have a lot of anxiety about it, um. You know, because it's it's a lot to, for you to have to go through, pain-wise, complication-wise. I know it's going to be hard. Um, it's a it it's a huge um, it's a huge deal. We have to move out, you know, to another state. Right. For a few weeks. Yeah. Um, that involves a lot of coordination and. Um, you know, care for the dogs, care for Ben, money. Money, yeah. Um, In fact, Sandy is, like, I have to be at, I have to be in San Francisco for a month. So four weeks, and Sandy is only um, going to be able to stay there for about two weeks. And then she's going to fly home. So, so I can go back to work. So she can go back to work, and so we can unboard the dogs and, you know... Um, so Ben's caretaker can, you know, have a life of their own and do their thing. Um, so I'm going to, so I, you have anxiety of, with, about me being out there by myself. I do. And obviously if things aren't going well, right. I'll stay. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I, I worry about the dogs being boarded for so long, Yeah. you know, um, it's a really nice place. It's, um, they have a uh, really, they, they, they have a uh, room together, both dogs. And they can go outside. And they have an outdoor area that they have that's just for them. And the floors are, are um, heated. Air, heated or air conditioning, air conditioned depending on the season. So they're very comfortable there and they get playtime with, um, well, we, pay for playtime. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, 
it, so it's not an awful place. But it's not an awful place, but a month would be too much, right? So yeah, so I kind of am having some anxiety about being uh, by myself, but um, I'll be staying at a place called Quest House, and it's run by a transgender uh, male, and uh, he he helps out people who are going through these types of surgeries. So, um, and I've had a few friends who have stayed with him. Yeah. I have a friend who's there now who I'm currently talking to um, as we speak. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm kind of comfortable that at least, you know, I'll be staying there and have people around me. And um, I know that uh, my friend Dan, if... I needed him to help out that I know I could at least call him and, you know, have a friend nearby. So, so that is reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole, um, the whole bottom surgery thing is, is going to be a a thing. Right. I'll be glad once it's over. I'll be glad once it's over too. Yeah. Cause you know, um, ah, allergies, lovely. Uh, I, it's going to be, like, complete. Like, I'm getting a tattoo. Like, I don't have big, like, horrible scars on my chest. But on the 17th of this month, I'm getting a, not a whole, like, chest piece, but something to, like, divert people's attention from whatever scars I may have. Uh, because I swim every day, like, at the gym, and I'm in the locker room with the guys, and I think that having the bottom surgery will help, um, ease my mind, you know, if my towel drops, you know, I'm always nervous about that kind of thing happening. And, um, and I think that, and I know that it'll make me feel more complete, you know, and, um, I would love to be able to stand to pee and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I want to go through this bottom surgery. Uh, and another thing that people should know, like, like, especially with me, like, um, you know, once you have a hysterectomy, or at least, you know, I had the hysterectomy years ago, um, and I'm on testosterone, and so the organs in there, it's it's like drying up in there for me. Right. Um, if we have any kind of, you know, reaction inside of there, or action going on, there's, there's blood involved, and, and it's not fun. So um, I think it's just ready to say, you know, a total goodbye to... You know, the way I was born and, you know, fix it up. Why are you looking sad, Sandy? <laughs> oh my God, you're totally sad about it, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah, but what good is it? It's not. It hurts. Yeah, There's no, nothing, you can't, I mean. Nothing to do about it. She might go find herself a woman and, you know, have her lesbian sex one day. I don't know, you I know. don't think so. Well, you don't think so, but you don't. You never know what might happen, right? I mean, I hope it, that we don't break up. Well, I hope we don't break up if it's just for that reason, especially at our age. That would be ridiculous, in, in my opinion. I mean, we're more mature than that. We wouldn't break up just for that reason. No. Okay, so this has turned into a big downer. <laughs> God, happy Mother's Day. Yay, let's break up and... 
go find yourself a woman. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't turn out good. Oh boy. Nobody's going to want to turn in the, tune in next week. <laughs> Can we talk about some cheery stuff next week? <laughs> what? I, was, I thought bottom surgery was cheery, but then it turned out to be not so cheery. I think once you're through it, it'll be, you know, once we're on the other side of it, it'll be fine. But it's, you know, it, it's nerve-wracking. There's a lot yeah. of... And the insurance is yeah. nerve-wracking. Like, we still don't know if they're going to pay for this. You know, we're, we're taking the steps, you know. Our insurance requires me to have 12 months of continuous psychotherapy, so... Uh, come June is going to be the twelfth month, and it, we need to get the letter sent out to the insurance company, and hopefully they send it right back saying okay, because you know the surgery is scheduled for the end of August. So you know, uh, you know, it's just it's just a waiting game, and you're it's nerve wracking. You're on pins and needles, and um, and I've had a, a few friends who have had drama with their insurance, right. you know. And I, I'm sure a lot of people do, um, especially with trans-related surgeries. And, and as a matter of fact, our insurance will only cover one trans-related surgery. Right. So um, we had to pay for top surgery, uh-huh. and um, we'll do. Hopefully, they'll cover bottom surgery, but I don't think they'll cover revisions or anything okay. like that. So if there's any complications, or, you know. We're our own on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think Sandy's done talking about my future penis. So <laughs> we will end it there. <laughs> um, I hope you guys tune in next week because we will be right back here with another podcast for your listening pleasure. All right. We'll see you then. All right. We'll talk to you then. How do you end this? Bye. Bye.